Would you turn to your neighbor this morning? Just say hello. We're glad to have you here. Make sure you get your, their name. And enjoy the morning. are singing great today. Great today. 
You know, this next song, I want you to sing with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind because of what Jesus did for us. There is no one higher than our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is worthy to be praised. So as we sing this next song, let's give it all to Jesus this morning. Amen. Let's give Jesus praise this morning.
Amen. You can be seated, please. This morning we have our we have with us Josh and Lauren Patanko, and they are bringing their son Derek Owen Patanko. He was born on March the 10th, 2016. And these young parents have come this morning to, to dedicate their baby to the Lord God Almighty. Would you give them a hand this morning? We just want to thank God for them. I, uh, I'm always thankful for uh, the parents in our church when they come together to, to bring your children, to bring your child before the Lord, and to, uh, to dedicate him. Uh, this, is, uh, this is what we see is practiced in the Bible uh, from, from long ago. And I'm going to just read a verse here this morning. This is from Psalm, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And it says this. Uh, this was Hannah. Hannah was uh, uh, the mother of Samuel. And she had prayed for a long time for a child and she didn't have the child. And you go back and you, you read 1 Samuel chapter 1. You see how that she, she was barren and she begged God for a child. And, uh, and God finally answers her prayer. And when she does have the child, she brings, brings the child into the church, brings him into the temple. And this is what she says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Um, I want to encourage this family this morning. To, uh, to continue to do what you're doing here this morning. You've brought your children before the Lord, and this is, uh, this is day, day, a big day in your family to dedicate this baby before the Lord. And uh, to watch little Derek, he's going to grow, and uh, he's, he's just a few months old now. And uh, we're thankful. I know you have uh, your, your, your daughter Jocelyn is here, right? How old is Jocelyn now? Jocelyn is three. Uh, Jocelyn, hi Jocelyn over there, hi, okay, she's three, and it wasn't long ago we were dedicating Jocelyn before the Lord, and uh, now we get to dedicate Derek to the Lord, and uh, I just want to remind you that every day matters, every day counts in your life, and there's not a day that goes by when you're raising a child that doesn't matter. You have about 18 years that you can pour into that child. So I, I have a, a bag of marbles here, and we'd like to give these now to, to parents whenever they dedicate their children. And uh, in, this, in this bag of marbles, there are 936 marbles. And that represents one for every week from the time the child was born till, till Derek turns 18. And uh, so I want to tell you about the marble jar in my house. They're empty. Uh, my, it wasn't long ago I was standing here dedicating my children to the Lord. And now I'm pretty excited about what they're doing. And they're growing and l trying to live for God out there. And, and my, my time, my investment's a little bit different nowadays as they're gone. But uh, for the next 18 years, you'll have some incredible times. So I'm going to give this to you. And I would encourage you to put them in a glass jar. And just every week, take one out. And just watch. And it, you'll, it'll be a good visual for you to just watch as you see your child grow before the Lord. And to know that every week matters. So every, every, every day matters. Everything you do for your child, with your child matters. Every day that is an opportunity for you to instill God's character into them. And that's, what, that's the greatest responsibility of parents. We get to instill God's character into our children. 
We get, to, we get to tell them how great he is. We get to tell them how to worship. We get to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. So I'm going to give that to you today. And that'll be your gift from our church to you. And, uh, and I just want to pray a prayer of dedication this morning. I know you have several family with you. I'm going to ask all of your family just to stand. We'd like to recognize your family. I know, Josh, you have your mom and sister. Lauren, your dad and sister are here. Let's welcome them this morning because these are going to be a great support. Okay. Thank you. You may be seated. I, I just, uh, I, I, you know, that's a, a big support system for these guys and just encouraging you. I'm so glad that you're able to be here today and stand with them. And uh, I'm, I'm going to just try and take Derek here. He seems to be pretty calm, right? All right. Now look at that. Don't I look good, huh? Actually, he looks good. Give him a hand. He's a great little boy, right? All right, let, let's pray over him. I'm going to ask you two to join hands. And, uh, and I'm just going to hold the baby and put my hand on you guys. Father God, we, join me in prayer, please. Father God, we come before you, Lord, and I thank you for little Derek, Lord. Thank you for this gift of life. You have provided for Joshua and Lauren, Lord. You've given them two wonderful children. And today, Lord, we come before you in the presence of God Almighty. And we dedicate Joshua, we dedicate Derek to you, Lord. Joshua's child, Derek, Lord. We dedicate this child, Derek, to you, to your blessed name, Father. We pray that uh, you will help him to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for these parents, Lord, as we really are dedicating these parents today to, uh, to be parents who will love you and honor you, who will raise this child in the ways of the Lord, who will, who will help him to see the instruction of the ways of the Lord to bring him to church, to put him into Sunday school, to, to, be a, to have him in a, a place where he can grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for Derek. One day we know that his eyes will be open and you will be able to reveal yourself to him as the Savior. And so, Lord, today we, we dedicate him to you. We ask your blessing upon him. And we long for that day, Lord, whenever little Derek opens his heart and says, yes, Jesus, I want to be a follower of you. God, we pray your blessing upon this family. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's give Derek a hand, huh? What a cutie. God bless you guys, all right? God bless you guys. Let's give them a hand. Wonderful family, the Patankas. We, uh, we, we are blessed indeed in our church with so many young families. Uh, if you go downstairs to our to our canopy kids land you will just see just children everywhere it's it's wonderful uh, the nursery is, is booming the uh the preschool land is booming uh we've got kids we've got teenagers it's a wonderful place to be and i'm thanking god for families like josh and lauren is uh, with a desire to raise their children in the ways of the lord one of our one of our families said to me the other day they're drawn here because their kids come home with another Bible verse every Sunday. Their kids tell them the key points, and their kids tell them what they've learned and, and, and a verse, and they're, they're memorizing. Now think about that. If your child comes and gets 50 verses a year, that's pretty good, isn't it? And you take that over 10 years, that's 500 verses. How exciting is that, that God would do that in our church? And uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of a church like that. I'd like to welcome everyone here this morning. Uh, would you please pass the friendship folders down the aisle? 
And if you are our guest here this morning, I'd like to invite you to stop by our Welcome Center. We have a small gift that we'd like to give to you today. Um, just a few announcements here this morning. If you look at the inserts inside of your bulletin, uh, first of all, you'll see I'll be home for Christmas. If you could take that one and look at that. We are in the process. You see the stage does not normally look like this up here. And uh, we're in process. It's a, it's a work in progress. They're building this, and it's going to be set in 1940s, uh, around, uh, actually around a radio. And uh, you'll see some of those old programs like The Lone Ranger, Fibber McGee and Molly, things like that. Those will be reenacted. But this year is the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And in the middle of this play, they break in. Uh, FDR breaks in on the radio about Pearl Harbor happening. So I want to encourage you, come and be a part of this. This is going to be a great time. The reason we do this is, uh, is so that we can reach out. If each one will reach one, I want to encourage you, each one reach one. So go out and invite somebody. The tickets are only $6, and that's enough to cover dessert. Uh, you're going to come in here. The program will start in here. And then over in the gymnasium, we'll have a dessert bar afterwards. And the desserts are being provided by Signature Desserts. So if you're local and you know what Signature Desserts are, you know they're good, all right? You probably buy them when you go to a restaurant somewhere. They supply most of the restaurants. So uh, they're fantastic time that we're going to have over there. And I just want to encourage you, bring a friend. Uh, buy their ticket and invite them to be your guest. Sit with them and have a good time. Go over in the gym afterwards, get a cup of coffee and a, and a dessert and, and, uh, and mill around. And use this as part of your conversation because God will do great things in your life as you step out in faith. So the tickets, you can stop by our table in the foyer. They can get them for you there or you can just buy them right online through our church website and, uh, and then you just print them off at home and bring them in. And then... Uh, the, uh, the other thing is here this morning, you know, Wednesday night, we had an incredible service here. Our Wednesday night Thanksgiving Eve service, uh, it was really an enjoyable time as the church was full. People were high and on excitement of praise to Jesus. And we came together and we gave our thanks to the Lord. And it, it, was, it was a really wonderful time. But one of the things that we did there was we, we did a deacon affirmation. And I introduced to the congregation our six deacons and, uh, and asked you to affirm them. And so uh, if you were not able to be here on Sunday and you would like to still participate in the deacon affirmation, please, uh, please stop by the Welcome Center. There's two papers. One is a prayer list. And has a picture in the name of all of our deacons. You can take them and pray over them. And then there is a deacon affirmation form. If you'll take that deacon affirmation form, complete it, and then put it in the uh, offering box. There's one on the inside of the auditorium and one in the foyer, and then we will put that to the, to the proper place. So if uh, I re we realize many people are still away traveling, and uh, we'll have that opportunity through next week. If uh, folks would like to be a part of that affirmation, you may still do so. So we're thanking God for our deacons in the church. They're tremendous help to us. Uh, we're going to rely on these men to, uh, to encourage us, to uh, uphold our hands so that, so that the work of the ministry can go forward as God directs us and leads us. And then, uh, then you'll see the, uh, the other thing in your bulletin this morning is the birthday gift to Jesus. I've, uh, I've given, given you the list here, and I'm going to ask you to pray about it. Uh, our goal is 80,000, and I think over here you can see we've got just a little bit on the thermometer up. We're at uh, about $6,000 has come in, so we're probably sitting around 8% has been, has been received. 
And so this month of December will be when, when we just watch God bring this in. And I want to encourage you to, to look over that list. There are people all over the world, uh, every, uh, from right here in Pittsburgh, Jeff and Arlene Berg, they're going to be here next Sunday. And I'm really excited about what they're going to share with you. They're going to, over our announcement time, they're going to share with you some exciting news about how that we are going to participate and do something with them. You'll see the ambulance fund. They're going to be sharing about that. We're going to help put an ambulance into Israel. Uh, we're going to be uh, also a part of helping these, uh, these missionaries in the Czech Republic. Uh, there's Indonesia. We had the... Uh, 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 Jay and Brian Stokes are in Indonesia to the tribal people, as well as Scott and Jenny Phillips, who was here just a few months ago. And uh, uh, as Scott spoke, he just shared with us the great things that God's doing out there in the tribes. So I, I want to encourage you, take this list and let, will you join me in prayer? Number one, let's pray that God will allow us to meet that goal of 80,000. That's our largest goal that we've ever had, and uh, we're asking God to supply it. We're, we're, we're looking forward to, to watching Him at His hands supply those needs. Uh, number two, I want to ask you to pray about your part. What is your part? What will God have you to give? Whenever we sit down, we look at a list like this, it's overwhelming. I, I, one, one gentleman in our church, he, he made a commitment. He said, I'm going to give in three installments, and so he, he was planning out his giving to that. Others have a plan to give uh, in December, a one-time gift. Others are giving throughout uh, several weeks. Wh whatever it is that you're choosing to give, I want to encourage you to step out in faith and give and watch God bless. Uh, and as, as you go through there, just look at these needs over and over. Here's Ecuador. Here's, here's Indonesia. Here's Africa. Here's England. Here's the Czech Republic. And, and so you'll see our big map out there in the foyer, the world map. Uh, next week, we hope to have up there all the places that we're supporting through the birthday gift to Jesus and just little, little, little magnets up there that will help you see, get a visual because God is using our church to reach out around the world. So if you're giving today to the birthday gift to Jesus offering, please designate it as such and uh, it will get accounted properly. This time I'd like to ask our ushers to come forward and we'll receive our morning offering. If you are also bringing in things for the Family Link Shelter, you'll see there's a a, the receptacle out there where you can leave those this morning. Let's pray, shall we? Our Father and our God, we come before you. We thank you so much, Lord. You've been so good to us. God, thank you that uh, the way that you provided for the church. Thank you for the way that you have provided for your people, that you've been meeting our needs, God, according to your provision, according to your plan. God, I ask now that uh, as, as we continue to worship you, that you'll be honored and adored in this place. Lord, as we give unto you, what a joy it is for us to give truly unto you. In your name we pray. Amen.
us as we continue worshiping this morning.
right, you may be seated. Thank you, girls. They, uh, they're all students at Liberty University. We have a, a growing group of students down there, and they, uh, they, they said, can we sing this? And I said, absolutely. And uh, I'm just thanking God that they're home. Two of them are mine, right? And uh, glad we love when our college kids are home. Always have. We see them come home after they've been away. It's uh, an exciting time for them. So this morning, I, uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day. I hope it was a fun day for you. And for some of you, it was a fun day. For some, it was not so much of a fun day. Uh, I'm all about creating memories. I want to have memories in our home. I try to always have specific memories. I want fun things to happen. I'm always looking for something creative. So this year I decided that I was going to get a little creative and I was going to get involved in the kitchen. If somebody like me can eat, he should be able to cook, right? So um, I, I, got, I decided to get involved in the kitchen and, and I told my wife, I'll make this yam casserole. That's got to be the easiest part of the whole thing, right? The turkey, that's kind of boring. You put it in the oven and it's done. Five hours later, right? Uh, you, you, you put the, uh, the yam casserole, I pulled out the blender and I put, not blender, the mixer, okay? I pulled out the mixer and I put the yams and I put all this stuff in. And I'm like, how hard can it be? It's, the recipe's on the side of the can. It's meant for people like me, right? So I make that and, and, and I spread it in the pan and then I start putting the marshmallows on top. You know that, that casserole where you put the yams and the marshmallows? So I started putting the marshmallows on top and my wife's like yelling at me. She's like, you're putting way too much marshmallow on top of this. I'm like, it'll be fine, honey. Everything's wonderful. I, I trust me. I know all about food. I should be able to cook well, right? So I mean, I put, I put, must have been a hundred marshmallows on. I mean, this, this, this baby was loaded on the directions that said side by side. So I was squashing them in. I put them on top of each other. So I put it in the oven. We start cooking and uh, we're, we look into the oven. All of a sudden it's like this, this, this marshmallow is starting to rise, you know, and, uh, and it's like liquidy. And, uh, and so we, we open up and much to my wife, you know, she was pretty smart. She said, let's put a tray under there. So I open up the oven. I put the, tr- put the dish back on the tray uh, on a pan and stick it back in there. And, uh, and we kept looking in. It's like those marshmallows aren't browning, but we have to go. We have to take this somewhere. So so I am, uh, I'm like, all right, well, we gotta, we got to take this somewhere. It's kind of important that we get it to where we need to go. So my wife come up with a great idea. She says, let's just let's use the broiler and we'll brown the top of them. She said, but if we use the broiler, you got to stay and watch it. I said, okay. So my responsibility was to watch. She turned the broiler on and, uh, and magically we got sidetracked. Uh, it's kind of interesting to me how that happens. You get sidetracked on, uh, on, on something of that nature just uh, that simple. And, uh, and here I am. We good? All right. So I, I thought this, I thought I heard something. Anyhow, we, uh, the, the, uh, I, get, I get a little bit sidetracked on, as, far as, as far as trying to pull this, this meal together and looking. And I come back and my wife says, you better look because it's probably burnt. And uh, I want to show you what happened. We'll roll we'll, we'll that video here. Listen to this, all right? Listen. Happy Thanksgiving. This is my daughter. My, my daughter pulls out this, this you know. Happy Thanksgiving. There you are. This is Kara, all right? So she, you know, she's pulling it out, and she throws it on Facebook. And, of course, people are commenting. And this is real life, folks. This was not staged. This was, uh, this was a real-life Thanksgiving faux pas. 
so what happened? I, I put it in the oven. It's that little small upper oven. You know, you got the bottom oven and the upper oven. So I open up that, and when I did, man, these flames come pouring out. And right away, I'm like, where's Jeff Lawrence, the fire chief of Finleyville, right? Where is Jeff Lawrence? I mean, I'm scared that my house is going to burn down, and my kids are immediately going for their iPhones, you know? It's like... <laughs> That's what you do. I'm looking for a fire extinguisher. They've got the iPhones. And, and so, you know, needless, needless to say, there was some tension over that. All right? There, there was a little bit of tension. Whose fault was it? I, I'm here to make, uh, make it very clear. It was my fault. Okay? Uh, there you go. There you go. All right? It was my fault, okay? I was supposed to be watching it, and I got sidetracked. And, uh, and, and, but I think broiling was a great idea. We would have been done fast had we not torched them all up. And, uh, and, and so it's amazing what, what can happen. You set out to do something really exciting, really fun, and, uh, and life presents some challenges, doesn't it? So today, I want to take us, though, and I want you to think about your Thanksgiving. Maybe you were involved at a Thanksgiving meal and there was some tension. It was a little bit heavier than marshmallows. Uh, a little bit heavier than, than, a, than some burnt marshmallows. It might have been tension in your family. Tension where you saw relationships that six months ago, you've gotten back together and you thought, well, six months has passed. That should have passed too. We should be all right, right? And uh, that's not the case. We know that, uh, that we have to work at relationships. I like what Thomas Kempis said in his book, The Imitation of Christ. Nearly 600 years ago, he wrote this. He says, Be not surprised that you cannot make others act as you wish them to act because you cannot make yourself act as you wish yourself to act. In other words, he says, Listen, be not surprised that you can't change your family members because you can't even change yourself. You're struggling with some of these areas in your own life. Work on yourself. And so when you go to those gatherings, it's important that we work on ourselves. Today, I want to work at, I'm going to give you one area that we can work on ourselves at, and that is truly the area of gratefulness. Uh, the, the idea of gratefulness, the idea of thanksgiving goes way beyond an American holiday. Of course, we look at our American holiday, and we know that the, the history of our American holiday, we trace it back to the pilgrims with their first meal of thanksgiving. And, and then uh, it was actually Abraham Lincoln who, in 1863, at the height of the Civil War, he made a proclamation that, that this would become law, that, uh, that, that thanksgiving would become the law. And here's what he says. He said that all Americans should ask God to commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife, and to heal the wounds of the nation. He scheduled Thanksgiving for the final Thursday in November, and it was celebrated on that day every year until uh, Franklin Roosevelt, he wanted to change it, and he tried to move it up, but it got back... And we're here today celebrating on the final Thursday in November, Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving goes way beyond the American holiday. As a matter of fact, there are some cultures that celebrate Thanksgiving and others that don't. The American culture, certainly it's a big holiday. And for many of you, you're looking at, at, at Thanksgiving as the beginning of Christmas. And you're looking at the, at the things that are to come here. But I want to stop and pause and look at this concept of being grateful. Uh, what does it truly mean to be grateful? Psalm 100, 
verses 1 through 5. If you have your Bible, you can turn to there. It will also be on the screen. But Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5 says this, Make a joyful shout to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Uh, If you're looking for a, a, you would like to memorize a chapter, may I encourage you, this is a great chapter to memorize. Go memorize Psalm 100 because it, put, it tells us a whole lot about worship, a whole lot about how to thank Him and to put Him at His rightful place, how to put God at the top of our day, at the top of who, where He belongs because He's there. And now it's all about us. Worship is when we come and we place Him in that place of honor. He says to make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord. Come before Him, verse 4, tells us to enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. You see, there, there's, a, there, there's something that happens in our life. All too often, we, we divert to complaining. We, convert, we divert to pride. We divert to ingratitude. And so Adam and Eve, they started this whole thing, didn't they? Instead of being thankful for what they had, Adam and Eve believed Satan's lie that the Lord was holding out on them. Instead of, instead of looking and saying that they were thankful for what they had, they were looking at what they did not have. Now imagine Adam and Eve. Here they are. God has given them everything. God has said, look, I'm giving you the perfect climate. I'm giving you everything to, to interact. I'm giving you all the food that you need. This is wonderful, but there's one tree don't eat of this tree that's it that's the only stipulation he has is one tree don't eat of this tree and what does adam and eve do adam and eve are so unthankful so ungrateful that they say i am not going to go for that god must be holding out for that and so they come with a decision that god must be lying god must be and they believe this temptation satan's lie and they come and they say well obviously we know more than god And obviously they were wrong. Our gratefulness must start with God. You see, if we can can start with God, then you'll be able to have grateful. There's there's always two aspects. There's the vertical relationship that we have with God, and then there's the horizontal relationship that you have with people. And if if we can start there, understanding that the Lord is good. Verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Uh, If we could just comprehend that, the Lord is good. He is perfect in all of His ways. Everything about Him, He is God, and we have to place Him at that point where we are looking up to Him and realizing that He is God and that no matter what is happening in your life, you may be dealing with health crisis, with financial crisis, with family crisis. You, You fill in the blank of the crisis. But then we look and we say, okay, not only am I dealing with those crises, but my God is still good. You see, just because, here's what happens. If we're not having gratitude with the Lord, if we're not coming back with God and giving Him gratitude, we're not participating in our relationship. 
Let me just show it to you like this. Here's God. And God loves you. And we talk about this all the time. You are down here on earth, and you cannot earn your way to heaven. Nothing that you do gets you to heaven. You, you, being a good person doesn't get you to heaven. Going to church doesn't get you to heaven. Uh, giving your money to help poor people, that, none of that gets you to heaven. Uh, the only way that we could go to heaven is through what Jesus did. So God comes and he sends down Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son. And he comes and he, he, he pays the price for you. And, uh, and everything he does, the Bible says that he's thinking good thoughts about you constantly. Uh, you are always on his mind. When, when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. So God is taking care of us, and he, he is coming here, and he's sending, sending good things to you. He's loving you. He's providing for you. He's caring for you. But if you don't express gratitude back to God, you're not participating in the relationship. You see, all relationships have a two-way aspect. And so here's what happens. If you're, if you're giving to the Lord and expecting that you're earning something from Him, that's not participating. But if you're coming back and you're saying, okay, God, you are God. I'm going to respond to you now, Lord. I'm responding back to God. So what I've done is I have completed the relationship. I am doing my reciprocation. I'm responding to the love of God. God loves me. He cares for me. So now I'm responding to who he is. And when we respond to who he is, we, he is at the highest place of honor. God, you are perfect. You are holy. You are just. And you are a mighty God. And so I come before you. This is the grateful spirit that God wants. Now let me show you how that works in relationships. Okay, you have, uh, you have your spouse. Let's just put your spouse up here. All right, so you can put anybody, any relationship here. But I'm going to put your spouse, and I'm going to put you right here. And so here's what happens. In a normal, healthy relationship, um, the spouse will give to you, right? So that's what's normal. But here's what happens. If we don't give back, the relationship is hurting. The relationship is open-ended, and it's painful. And, and, and all the, you know, sometimes the words thank you go such a long way. Sometimes I look into, into my wife's soul, and I say, are you okay, and I care for you, and I pour in and try to love? Sometimes I'm insensitive, and I'm not there, and, it's, and that's whenever it's painful. And so what we have to do is we have to come here, and then whenever you respond, when you respond with thankfulness, with gratitude, you complete the relationship. So this relationship, that's how it works. And, and there's, there's two sides to, to all relationships. Our relationship with God, he says you have to start with him. Uh, you've got to start with him and understand that he is good. At verse 5, for the Lord is good, he is merciful, and his truth endures to all generations. Imagine that. God just didn't leave his truth just for the Garden of Eden. He didn't just leave his truth for the, uh, for the people uh, that were in the Old Testament. It wasn't just good for Samson and for Elijah and all the characters that we looked at, Abraham and Isaac. He wasn't just good for them. He's good for you today. The Lord is still good. He is still his truth. He is the standard of truth. There is none other beside him. And you get to serve him. You get to respond to him. You get to come back. And the scriptures tell us to come before him 
not with complaining, but with thanksgiving. The scriptures go on and say that we may make our requests known to God, but the word thanksgiving is always there. Uh, when you're looking for it, look through the Bible. I would encourage you, just look through the Bible and see how many times you see the word thanks, give thanks, this idea of gratitude. It's all over the Bible. Uh, I'm going to share with you just a few ways that you, can, that you can express your gratitude. Because here's the deal. It's one thing for me to feel thankful. It's another thing for me to express my gratitude. You see, I may appreciate my wife, but if I don't tell her, she doesn't know it. And, and you say, oh, come on, of course she knows. You know, she has to know that. No, she doesn't. I have to come back before her constantly, and I have to tell her, thank you. I, I appreciate you. I love you. I care for you. And this is what happens. We become slightly insensitive to each other from time to time. So I'm going to give you a, a couple areas this morning, a couple ways that you can practically uh, express your gratitude to God and to each other. Uh, but the first one is, it, it deals with how to express to God, but also involves other people. Uh, Ephesians 5, 4, the, the first thought here is to express your gratitude in the words that you speak. Express your gratitude in the words that you speak. Um, Ephesians 5, 4 says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Instead, let there be gratitude. Uh, you know, when, when you see the, this word thanksgiving, you see it a lot in Scripture, give thanks. The two go hand in hand. It's not just a feeling. It's not just some emotion that we conjure up because it's time to have turkey. This is something that we are connecting and we're pouring into the lives of those we love. Um, the, the scripture tells us here that, uh, you know, our, our tongue can be really dangerous. Over in the book of James, James said that if, uh, if a man could control his tongue, he'd be the perfect person. And that's true. How many times does our tongue get us into trouble? I know for me, that's my number one problem, the tongue. It gets us into trouble all the time. The things we say, we can, we can praise people or we can degrade people. And it's so painful. You know, it takes one little degrade and it takes so much praising to overcome one degrade. And so in our life, we have, got, we have to ask God to help us, to encourage us to be people of praise, people of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of pouring and building people up. Uh, that's what the Bible warns us of in Philippians 2.14. Philippians 2.14 says to do all things without grumbling or, or disputing. Do everything without complaining. Don't be a complainer. Don't be an arguer. I, I want you to think about taking, how do you take your grumblings and turn your grumblings into gratitude? You see, it, it, we're all guilty of this. We had a great day. You have a wonderful day, and then you have the fly in the ointment. But it seems to be that the fly in the ointment is all you can think about all day long. All you can think about was that one thing that went bad. So how do you turn your grumblings into thanksgiving, into greatness? Uh, with, you know, the people in our life, there's, there's people in our life the, the most valuable possession that you have are the people in your life. You can't put a price tag on them. People, people mean more than anything you'll ever own. You can have a, a great house, a great car, great lawn, great everything, but, you know, you lose the people in your life. There's nothing more painful, is there? 
You can't replace the person. You know, yesterday when that, when that little fire happened and I opened up that stove, man, phew, first thing I thought was, man, we're going to have to, we're going to lose this house. I got to get everybody out of here. You know, and then my wife hit the off button and it was okay. <laughs> we, we just shut it off, shut the source of, the, of gas off. Uh, l- listen, there, there's nothing more valuable than people. So how do, how do I praise people? How do I, in my relationships, okay, in my human relationships, how do I value people? What do I do? I have to start to train my tongue how to be a person of gratitude, not a person of grumbling. You see, I could have went on and grumbled about the fire all day. We end up laughing about it and laughing a lot about it. But uh, here's what you do. Number one, with people, you have to be specific. Be specific. You, you know, don't just say, I'm just really thankful that you're here. Uh, be specific. Honey, I'm thankful. That was a great meal tonight. You know, that goes a long way. Uh, you know, when, when your husband cuts the grass, honey, thank you for cutting the grass. Do you know what that does to your husband? It just, man, you know, he doesn't have to have that, but it really goes a long way. See, what you're doing is you're reciprocating the relationship, and and you're you're fostering, you're developing, you're pouring into it, Um, you know, and and so this is how we do that. We be specific. Be sensitive. Don't just look at somebody's action, but look at their heart. Go down to the heart. You know, when a little child comes comes to his mother with a, a handful of dandelions, and he picks these dandelions and he hands them to his mother. And the mom is just sitting there crying. Why is she crying? Is she crying because she wished they were roses instead? No, she's sitting there crying because this guy cares about her. She's sitting there and saying that my little son, my daughter cares about me and has cared enough to go around. And in his little five-year-old life, it was the biggest thing to go pick dandelions and bring them to mom. And so that, that, that changes everything. Now, see, we're being sensitive. We're looking at somebody's heart. How about in your life? Maybe your kids, maybe your family, maybe there's somebody that, uh, that you're dealing with that, uh, that has, a, a, uh, has done something. And maybe, maybe what they've done has been not perfect, but you saw they attempted. You saw them reaching out to you. Be sensitive. Look at somebody's heart and invest into them. And then be searching. Look for things. You know, there, people will let you down all the time. People will always let you down. So we have to look for things. It's amazing. Just because somebody has let me down doesn't mean they have no value. Uh, just because they failed in one area doesn't mean they have no value. As a matter of fact, I would go this far to say this, that if you, if you find yourself stuck on what's wrong, you'll never be able to see what's right. If you find yourself stuck on what's wrong, you'll never be able to see what's right. We have to ha- develop a spirit of gratitude. And so what happens is people come in and, the, and they look at their spouse, they look at other family members, and they, they can only see what has gone wrong. And there's so much more that's happening in this person's life than what's gone wrong. But yeah, life is messy, and we've talked a lot about that this fall, that we deal with, we live in a messy world, and life is messy, relationships are messy, but we have to look for the things, and we have to search for them, and then we can, we can complement one another. Um, the, the, the next thought here this morning is, is, is to the Lord, to sing to the Lord. I want to encourage you to sing to the Lord. Uh, don't just say your praises, but sing them. The Scripture is pretty clear about that. Uh, Psalm 30, verse 4 says, Sing praises to the Lord, O His saints. Give thanks to His holy name. 
uh, sing praises to the Lord. Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is pretty, uh, pretty clear there. He says, to make a joyful noise, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Uh, you know, some of you, when we get to this part about singing, you say, well, I'm not a singer. And let me explain to you what happens when you sing. Your whole being is engaged. It's, I think it's pretty hard to think about something else while you're singing. Your, your, your voice is engaged. Many times your body's engaged. Your mind is engaged. You, you are connecting. It's a, it's a little bit more of an intimate connection to God. And so God is telling us here to make a shout to the Lord, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, to sing before Him. And may I encourage you to do that? Uh, not, not just to do that here in church. I think this is one place, but to do that at home, to do that on a regular basis, to learn how to sing unto the Lord. Uh, the, the other day, I was, uh, I was in the car, and my kids had some songs that they're learning, and uh, they're just so excited about it. Man, I was letting loose on some of them things. I was just belting it. Now, you wouldn't want me to belt it up here on this microphone, all right? That's not the place for me to belt that. My wife can belt that. She's, God's given her this beautiful gift of a tone of her voice. So those are the people that get the microphones. But the rest of us, we can sing. We don't have to be on a microphone. Uh, we, we, we're just, we come together and we worship the Lord. God didn't say, I'm looking for a beautiful tone. He didn't say, I'm looking for, uh, the, the, you know, for a solo. He said, I'm looking for you to sing to me. And I want to encourage you to sing unto the Lord. Uh, when, when you come together, sing unto the Lord. When you're alone, sing unto the Lord. Uh, Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the message about Christ in all of its riches, richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. There it is. It's with a heart of gratitude. Come before, complete your relationship. Now, listen, God didn't give an option there. It doesn't say for those of you that are talented at singing. It doesn't say if you super enjoy singing. It says sing. Sing unto the Lord. So that's why when we come together on on Sundays, when we come together on our our weekend gatherings, we sing to the Lord. This is not filler time so that you can get in from the parking lot and get a cup of coffee and all that. This is time that we come together and we're putting Jesus on the number one spot. And we are collectively doing it. Look what he says here in Psalm 35, 18. He says, I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throng I will praise you. Uh, and in and, and a large crowd, he says, in church, it, this is where we come together in our large gathering and we praise the Lord. I want you to imagine what it's going to be like when you're in heaven and you get to praise God forever and ever and ever. Imagine when we're singing with millions of people, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, and we just, we just start lifting him up. It's going to be incredible. I'll be singing with my friends from Ecuador. We'll all finally understand each other, you know. It's going to be great, you know. We're, we're going to have this connection. We're going to be centered around Jesus. And by the way, when we go over to places overseas like that, that's what centers us is Jesus. So we come before him and we worship him. We sing to him. So, uh, and then, then the next thought here, uh, Psalm 28, 7 says this, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give him thanks in song. Uh, does your heart leap for joy? Uh, do, do you find, this is, look, come and it starts with God. 
put him at the highest place and respond to him in gratefulness. Sing unto the Lord. Some of you love K-Love. Yeah, that's a great radio station, 98.3. I pulled up. It's always on my radio. Why? I, I want to hear things that are positive about God. And so I get in the car, and yeah, I have a short drive to work. But listen, every time I go anywhere, that radio is playing. I, the other day, a good friend of mine, good friend of ours, uh, had, had a real serious health problem. They moved out of town. And I, I was driving that, and I heard a song come on. It was so uplifting to God, but it was so ministering to our souls. I pulled it up on my phone and sent that person a link to that song. That person sent me a, a reply back a half hour later and said, this song has caused me to cry. Thank you for, for introducing me to Jesus. You see, that's what this is all about. You're connecting me to Jesus. You're, you're bringing them to that point. When we sing unto the Lord, we're able to sing unto him. We're able to bless his name. And so give him gratitude. When you sing, sing with a thankful heart. And then sing with a smile on your face. Come before the Lord and sing with him. Sing to him and, and smile. I mean, just, you know, I always tell people, notify your face, you know. You, you may be joyful inside, but let your face know about it. Just, just pour it out before the Lord and, and sing unto the Lord. I, express your gratitude in the gifts that you give to God. You know, when we come before the Lord and we, and we give our offerings to him, it's really a way of thanksgiving. Uh, look here at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Uh, the Corinthian church was supporting Paul as a missionary. And they were sending them gifts. And, uh, and they were financially supporting them. And they were helping them. And, uh, and he says, listen, your generosity results in thanksgiving to God. What happens when we give? We're able to give and show our thanksgiving to God, our gratitude to God. And then the people who receive on the other end, they are giving thanks to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Our birthday gift to Jesus is one area that we do that. We come before the Lord and we give Him thanks. We look over this list, we pray to him, and we thank him. And when we write those checks and we hand those over to God, we're saying, God, I thank you for all that you've done in my life. And, and you know what happens? Not only are we thankful to give, but whenever people over on the other end, they receive, they're jumping up and down for joy, and they're thanking God. Uh, here, here's, here's people that are, that are receiving a gift because we're giving unto the Lord and other people are praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, we don't know where our next meal's coming from. There's orphans in Haiti. They're praying to God and saying, Lord, be our provider. Orphan, orphans in the Philippines that, the, that their leaders are saying, God, help us. How do we feed these children? And then in comes supply from the little town of Finleyville. And God uses you. And you give to the Lord. And then on the other end, they're saying, God, Thank you. You have provided. God, we say thank you with great gratitude to our great and mighty God. And God has used you in his kingdom work. You're thankful. And we multiply thankfulness around the world. It's about thanksgiving to our God. You see, when we give, we're giving out of a grateful heart to produce more gratefulness around the world. One example of that was, uh, was, was Daniel Gonzalez. 
Daniel Gonzalez, who was here a few weeks ago, shared with me uh, a few years ago, we picked him up to the tune of about 6000 on our list. And we've been supporting him, and we've been, we've been giving to him that $6,000. And uh, what he did, the first year that we gave him $6,000, he called back, and he was in tears. He said, Brother, you don't understand. A church that used to support us called and said they cannot support us anymore. And then out of nowhere, you tell me you're supporting me for $6,000. You want to talk about God's hand in something? Here we are. We're praying. And he's, he's, he was lacking the support. He's feeding families. It's not just Daniel Gonzalez. There's four or five families that, and little children, and, and, and he's caring for them. So when we give to the Lord, guess what we're doing? We're giving out of a grateful heart, but we're producing even more gratitude because those that are receiving. I love what he says there. He says, you will be made rich in every way. You want to be rich? You give to God. I'm not talking about your bank account will grow. I'm not talking about that, that self-help and, and uh, just give more and get more. That's not what God's saying here. He's saying, look, there's a, there's a price tag. Gratitude is so valuable. You can't put a price tag on it. You want to be rich, you give. And I want to encourage you to do that. Psalm 116, verse 17, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Never run from opportunities to give. God is always giving us opportunities. I want to commend you as a church. You know, our, our Operation Christmas Child, you've been so generous. There were, there were nearly 400 boxes that came in that we were able to send to Operation Christmas Child. Give yourselves a hand. Uh, give God a hand. That's exciting. Isn't that exciting what God's done? All around the world, we're going to be reaching out. And then you'll see over there in the, uh, uh, the family link, many of you are helping with the family link shelter. You're, you're reaching out, you're caring. And when we do that, God changes people's lives. Joy comes from giving. And whenever we give, we produce joy. It's so much deeper than, than a short-lived happiness over receiving. Uh, choose to always give. Choose to always give. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says this. says to be joyful always to pray continually, to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you want to know God's will for your life, here it is, to be grateful. To always be thankful, to be continually thanking God. Um, you know what? Uh, in, on, th on Wednesday night here, Wednesday night, we as a church came together and we had an incredible time of thanksgiving to the Lord. We worshiped the Lord. It was, I think God was pleased. I think it was Psalm 100 in this building. We came before the Lord knowing that He is good, that He is merciful, that who He is. And we placed Him at the highest place of honor. We shared testimonies. Several people came on the stage and shared. And then everybody came forward with their thank offering. And what you're looking at here this morning, this was uh, every person in our congregation and many, many participated and they were able to take, they came and they wrote down their thanksgivings. And they wrote that on a piece of paper and they came down and they, they put it here and they stuck it in this wire up here and this has been our remembrance of what God has done in our church. In the Old Testament, when Joshua crossed the River Jordan, God told him to take 12 stones and pile it up, one representing each tribe. 12 stones, pile it up and make an altar there and never forget what I've done. This was our way to make our altar, to never forget what God has done. 
And I want to encourage you, go home and make an altar. Never forget what God has done. And in all circumstances, praise God. I've not read any of these papers, but I would suspect that on some of these papers, there's been some hard times this year. I would suspect that there's some cancers. I would suspect there's some financial problems and there's some some really tough family crisis. And these people that are crying out to God saying, Lord, you are good in spite of it all. Because God is so much greater. And we have to look up and we have to praise him for who he is. God is so much greater. Be thankful in the bad times. Be thankful in the good times because God is with us. He hasn't left. You know my little marshmallow thing there? I was getting on my knees thanking God that the house didn't catch on fire. I was thanking God. You know, I could have been really, really messed up because we had souffle. (laughs) Yam souffle. My wife became very creative. I said, oh, this is done. I'm going to have to make another one. She goes, no, we're not. We scooped off the top black stuff, and we made yam swirl. It was delicious. We handed that in. Listen, be thankful. Take your perspective. Who is God? What is God doing in your life? Thank Him in the good times. Thank Him in the bad times. This is what our people have done. I want to encourage you to be a person of gratefulness. You see, if we don't tell God we're grateful, oh, He knows our heart, but we're not doing our reciprocation of the relationship. We're not participating in our relationship. If your family doesn't know that you're grateful, they'll never know. See, God knows our heart. Your family doesn't. Your family needs to hear it. Let's be people of gratefulness. Because Psalm 100 verse 5 says that the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures even to our generation today. That's bow prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I'd like to just ask you to respond to the Lord. He is good. He is worthy to be praised. Let's honor Him for who He is. God, I come before you and I ask that you'll be with your people, Lord, as they seek to express gratitude to you, number one, Lord. God, to you, our great God, we seek to express gratitude because you are God. You are at the place of highest honor, Lord. And today, we want to do that, not just today, but every day of our life, to place you at the seat of highest honor of our life. God, help us to be people who respond, who are people of gratitude, who respond to you and tell you that you are awesome. Thank you for the ways that you provided. God, help us in our families to love on one another, to value people, to to look for things, look for ways that we can praise one another, that we can build each other up and truly thankful, grateful, not even for what people have done, but just for who they are. Lord, I thank you for your love. Thank you. God, help us as we are all growing in this area. Lord, you're teaching me. And I pray you'll teach our congregation as we come to your hand. In your name we pray. Amen. As we close the service today in song, if you'd like to, let's stand together. If you'd like to come anew and pray, feel free to do so.
hearts together There's no one higher than you worshiping with you today. Please greet each other as you leave today. Make sure you stop at the table. The tickets for the dessert theater are going fast. We want to make sure that you have yours and inviting your friends. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.